Good evening, high school football fans. This is the High School Football America radio show for September 14th, 2017. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Before we get things underway, uh, all of our uh, thoughts and prayers going to uh, everyone across the state of Florida, dealing with the aftermath, the cleanup, and everything else that's going on down in the state of Florida. Uh, Once again, high school football taking a a backseat as it should. Lives are more important. And uh, just... Uh, want to uh, offer all of those uh, thoughts and prayers with everybody in the Sunshine State. Uh, a lot of games, once again this week, uh, being canceled, uh, a majority of them. Uh, FloridaHSFootball.com doing a great job of putting together a list of games that will be played. I, I think at first blush, as I look at this right now, I mean, there may be 20 games uh, that are scheduled to be played as of right now. Uh, and of course, that could change as we go along. But I would uh, you know, suggest to everyone, that uh, is in Florida and wants to know what's going on there. Again, football secondary, but if you want to know uh, if any games are being played in your area, uh, FloridaHSFootball.com is the place to go. And in Texas, in the Houston area, uh, finally, after Hurricane Harvey, uh, teams are getting back onto the fields. Uh, real games being played this week. Even last week, uh, they uh, they played scrimmages. So um, at this point in time, uh, everything is going to be uh, now up and operating in the state of Texas. And again, we also send our thoughts and prayers there to uh, everyone in Texas still dealing with the devastation caused by Hurricane Harvey. And, and because of these two hurricanes, uh, there's been a pretty big, big impact on the High School Football America Top 100 with teams that uh, were preseason ranked in the the top 100, and they've fallen uh, since the beginning of the season. And the main reason for that is they haven't played games. And uh, and the algorithm that we use, and we've been using since 2013, strength of schedule is a big one. I I use the uh, description uh, or the, the, the situation of Katie in uh, Sunday's story when we released the top 100. Uh, the Tigers began the season uh, ranked number 19. They're down to number 26, even though they haven't played a game at this point. And the reason for that is uh, two of the games that were canceled uh, for Katie were against uh, top 100 teams, Westlake and Klein Collins. So uh, that uh, pops their strength of schedule down. Now, of course, a deep run into the playoffs will uh, you know, make up for that. But at this point, they've already dropped uh, seven spots. Uh, but they will get everything underway uh, coming up this weekend against the Woodlands from Texas and uh, the Woodlands ranked number 60. So uh, expect to see the Tigers uh, start moving back up if they can beat the Woodlands, which uh, made it to the uh, Class 6A Division One state championship game last year before losing to Lake Travis. And uh, same thing uh, goes for Florida, where all of these teams uh, have had to cancel games. Miami Central, of course, carrying the big banner for the state of Florida last week pulling off a big upset uh, going into Las Vegas in the City of Lights and knocking off uh, Bishop Gorman 24-20. to 20. Uh, That brings the Rockets uh, rocketing up the top 100 from 34-13 to 13 this week. Uh, Bishop Gorman has now lost two games in a row, first time that the Gales have done that since uh, I believe it was 05 or 07. Uh, and they've got another big game this week coming up against uh, number 11 De La Salle there in Las Vegas. But uh, the Rockets were able to uh, get out before the hurricane hit. They were uh, delayed uh, getting back into town. I'm not even sure if they're back in town at this point yet or not. 
But, um, you know, all the Florida games that are being canceled will do exactly what the Texas situation did in the algorithm, which was uh, which is we'll take down uh, some team's strengths of schedule. So we'll have to see how that all that shakes out. We have uh, new eight new teams coming into the rankings this week and uh, go to highschoolfootballamerica.com to see the entire uh, top 100. We have seven top 100 matchups this week down from the the last two weeks. We had uh, I think we had 18 two weeks ago and we had. Um, 10 last week, so uh, we will have some more adjustments. The big one out here in Southern California, number one, Modern Day, taking on um, Bergen Catholic, which uh, was upset last week by Archbishop Wood. And we're going to have Nunzio Campanelli on the show here in just a little bit from Bergen Catholic talking about that. He uh, stated after the game, after losing Archbishop Wood, which is a very good program out of Pennsylvania, uh, that uh, you know his coaching staff and his players uh, kind of laid an egg, uh, so to speak. And uh, he'll talk about that and talk about traveling across the country to play a big game Saturday night here in Southern California, modern day taking on uh, Bergen Catholic. Uh, like I said, one of seven top 100 matchups this this week, um, number 10, South Point in South Carolina, taking on Georgia Power Buford. Uh, Buford, number 67 in the latest rankings. Mentioned already the De La Salle, number 11, will try to hand uh, number 15, Bishop Gorman, its third loss in a row uh, on Friday night. And a uh, big battle out here in Southern California tomorrow night, number 32, Mission Viejo, taking on number uh, 41, Long Beach Poly. Uh, in a big game out here in Southern California. I already mentioned that uh, Katie and the Woodlands will be uh, going at each other. We've got a couple of games just getting underway um, in Texas, or just yeah, just just about getting started in Texas, and you can check out those games uh, on the High School Football America Top 100 scoreboard, powered by ScoreStream by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. Uh, Games in Texas tonight, uh, 79 versus 80 as Lamar out of Houston. The Texans taking on number 80, Klein Collins. Also uh, tonight, we've got number 30, Denton Ryan. The Raiders taking on Wiley East in a battle there in Texas. Don't forget, uh, throughout the weekend, if you want your high school football scores, High School Football America is the place to be by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. All of the scores broken out state by state, powered by ScoreStream. You can download the ScoreStream app before you go out to the game, upload photos and video, and let everybody know around the nation live uh, what's going on with your favorite team. And uh, all you have to do is go to highschoolfootballamerica.com in the navigation tab, click scores, you'll get a state-by-state breakout. Plus, we have our top 100 scoreboard. Also want to bring in the rest of our partners. Uh, crossover, breaking down your game film for you in an efficient way and, and really allows you to uh, go and do what you do best, which is coach. Uh, don't take those whatever it takes, you know, five, six hours to download your video and break it out and cut it up. Crossover does that for you and they do an awesome job with it. It's in a, a real great insight uh, uh, format that once you get it, it is all there for you. The touch of the fingertip, you can break it down into every down and distance and hash and everything else you want. Crossover with a K. Go to highschoolfootballamerica.com to get to all of our partners by clicking on their banner ads. Get a free five-minute demo. You will not be disappointed when you sign up with Crossover. Also brought to you by Echo 1612, the good folks at Echo 
providing you with instant replay on your sidelines. Talk about a competitive edge, folks. I mean, how 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 much better are you going to be, coaches, if you can eight seconds after the play is finished show that your players exactly what they did right or they did wrong? Echo1612.com is the place to go to learn more about the greatest instant replay system in high school football. They're also at the college level now as well. Also brought to you tonight by the good folks at uh, Southern Sport, keeping those pesky rubber pellets out of players' shoes for a long, long time now. Uh, they uh, have built this spat that is uh, American-made. It's it's patented. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful product. Comes in uh, over 20 great colors. Use the special code HSFA to get a discount up to 30% on your order by going to tdirazor.com. That's razor with a U, tdirazor, R-A-Z-U-R.com. Also brought to you tonight by the good folks at USA Today High School Sports, High School Football America, and USA Today, teaming up once again in 2017 to give you great coverage from around the nation and specifically from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Hey, uh, follow us when we're not on the air by uh, following us on Twitter. The handle there is Jeff Fisher Media. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high school football America and on Instagram. Our handle there is also high school football America. Hey, we're going to dive right into the show. As I mentioned at the top, uh, Nunzio Campanelli from Bergen Catholic will be joining us on the uh, show tonight. We talked to him yesterday before uh, BC left for the trip out here out west. uh, They did the travel to Day. They're going to practice out here a couple of days, and then the game against number one, Modern Day, will be played on Saturday night at Mission Viejo High School. We'll be there and have highlights for you after the game Saturday night at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. So uh, we're going to have uh, Nunzio on the show. We're also going to talk to uh, two of our bloggers, uh, Jason Strunk, the uh, longtime writer of The Turnaround at Lubbock High in West Texas, will be joining us to talk about uh, the latest, greatest on the Lubbock Westerners who got off to a uh, 1-0 start. Uh, they're now 1-1, and they're playing right now against Dumas in Texas. Texas, and uh, Strunky's going to join us to talk about uh, everything that's going on with the Westerners, and uh, uh, it's really starting to turn around there for him, and uh, he's going to have a couple of thoughts on you know, uh, things that are uh, specific to Lubbock and then just uh, things specific to the sport and the profession of coaching. Uh, I always enjoy having Strunky on the show. Then we're going to also talk with our, uh, for the first time, our new blogger this year. He's the new head coach at uh, Oñate uh, High School in New Mexico outside of Las Cruces there. And uh, he writes a new era blog for us at High School Football American. Scott Valise will join us to talk about uh, everything that's going on with the Knights there in New Mexico. He's uh, doing a wonderful job. First time head coach, so he has an interesting perspective on what it takes to uh, go from uh, being an assistant or a coordinator to the guy that's now calling the shots. So uh, all that coming up on the show tonight. You're listening to High School Football America, and when we come back, we're going to talk with Nunzio Campanelli of Bergen Catholic about the showdown with the number one ranked Modern Day Monarchs. That and more, this is the High School Football America Radio Show. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. 
The future is here with Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or Internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's game film breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can 
can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, in 2017, High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports teaming up to give you great national high school football coverage and coverage specifically from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. All right, we start out in Jersey tonight, going back toward my uh, hometown area there, right next to Pennsylvania, and a big football game out here in Southern California as the top-ranked modern-day Monarchs going to take on uh, number 34, in the land. Bergen Catholic, team that uh, started number 13 in the High School Football America Top 100, uh, ran into a tough one last week against Archbishop Wood out of Philadelphia. We're going to talk to Coach uh, Nunzio Campanelli about that in just a second here. He's on the line. Uh, the game part of the uh, Brother in Arms uh, event uh, that's uh, going to take place at Mission Viejo High School. Looking forward to watching the game and looking forward to see how the guys back east do against the people in Southern California out here. Welcome to the show, Coach. Glad to have you on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, before we dive into it, I, I, I joke before I rolled the tape here, uh, you're, you're playing a, a travel agent in addition to head football coach at Bergen Catholic this week. Uh, I'm talking to you on Wednesday. You're, you're getting ready to, to fly out. Tell us a little bit about what this is as far as, uh, you know, the extra layer for you guys this week. You, you got to come a long way to play a high school football game. Yeah, it, it's a it's a heck of an undertaking to be honest. But uh, you know, thankfully we got a lot of help, a lot of support between coaches, uh, administration, and our parents group. But uh, it definitely is a lot of work, you know, to move sixty two kids and you know fifteen plus coaches and plus administrators and all that, you know, across the country. And uh, but you know, we, we've done we've had the opportunity to do it before, and uh, you know, this is the furthest we've gone. But we've been to uh, Utah and to Nevada, so I guess you know California is about as far as we could take. Yeah, what what exactly? Well, you could go to Hawaii, I guess. Uh, what 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 are I some guess, of, yeah? yeah. What, what are some of the things that you've learned? I, I I talked to Gabe Infante last year when I helped him come out here and and uh, play Oaks Christian. Uh, you know, when St. Joe's came across to play that game, and you know, he said the time zone was one of the big things. What are some of those things you've learned and your staff have learned in the past about you know coming coming west where you lose that time and 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 really on your clock a seven thirty game is ten thirty. Actually, you know, I, I think it's way better than them coming this way. You know, uh, I, I think, you know, like we play we play Bishop Gorman at 1 o'clock here. You know, that had to be like 10 o'clock in the morning for them. I assume that was tough. <laughs> I, I kind of feel a little bit like, you know, teenagers at 10 o'clock at night are, you know, they're kind of at their best. So uh, I, I think that we'll be okay that way, you know, over the years. Uh, you know, every time we've traveled out that way, we've, we've done, you know, We've certainly performed at least, you know, and, and the kids have been ready to go. But I think it is important to get them on, get their body clocks ready. So we're going to make Thursday a long day and then try to get their sleep patterns set, you know, for, you know, into Friday morning and then again Saturday. So they're, they're on a normal schedule. And then, 
you know, we'll regroup when we come back uh, when we come back east on Sunday. Sure, Nunzio Capanelli on the line here, Bergen Catholic head coach, and uh, mentioned you, you got a high preseason ranking from us and several other national ranking services. And uh, before I started the interview, I thought I'd take a, another look at the uh, the story in the Star Ledger about your loss to uh, Archbishop Wood, and I noticed you you didn't kind of mince words there about uh, whether it was the team's performance or the coaching staff's performance. Tell me a little bit about where you've come from that loss last week and getting ready for this one. Well, you know, first of all, hopefully it's a great learning experience for everybody. You know, I mean, we've got some experienced guys coaching our team. Like, you know, we we know better than to not be at our best. You know, I think our kids started connecting the dots. They they took a you know a pretty serious loss to Paramus Catholic, and, and you know we beat DePaul in a you know pretty good game, but by more than twenty points. And you know they watched DePaul beat up on Paramus Catholic the next day, and I think you know we we kind of. You know, we took a lot of things for granted. I don't think we played as hard, as tough, and as physical as we expect ourselves to. And, you know, when that happens, you know, uh, you know, hats off to Archbishop Wood. I mean, they came out and they played their tails off, and they played really hard. In my opinion, they played a lot harder than us. And, you know, hopefully it's a great lesson to learn. You know, I mean, you have to be at your best every week uh, with our schedule. I mean, you know, we went into the season, uh, I think we have seven teams out of nine on our schedule that are, were in your top 100 in the country. So, uh, you know, every one of those games is, is a coin flip game, in my opinion. You know, every team can, you know, every team we play can beat us. And, you know, if we're not at our best, we, you know, we're certainly in trouble. So hopefully it's a great learning experience. I know our kids have had great focus. Uh, they've practiced really well so far. And, you know, I know they're really excited about the opportunity. So, you know, hopefully uh, it's, a, it's a great learning experience for our team and something we could build off. Yeah, well, as you and I have talked offline before, you know, I'm very proud of where I'm from, the Pennsylvania, New Jersey football area, and I keep telling people around the country and specifically out here that that Wood team is a very good team, as is St. Joseph's Prep and, and of course, what you guys no do in, in the United there. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about, uh, aside from practice, you've you got to be watching a lot of game film. And, you know, I, I get the pleasure to, to, to watch Modern Day on a fairly regular basis out here in person. I know Coach Rollinson very well. Uh, you, you see the numbers. You see the talent. What are you seeing on tape out of this team? How good is this team you're going to face on Saturday? Uh, they're excellent. You know, I mean, I, I put them up there with the two or three best teams that, that we've played in, you know, in my eight years at Burden, uh, without a doubt. I mean, you know, they have tremendous talent. Uh, they're very well coached, and they're a very physical team. You know, so they, they kind of check a lot of boxes. That, you know, they challenge you schematically. They challenge you athletically and uh you know they they certainly seem like they play really hard so uh you know it's it's certainly a challenge i you know it's very impressive to watch them uh and uh you know we're excited to to see if we can put something together that that give us a chance Nunzio Campanelli on the line, head coach of Bergen Catholic, a great program uh, in northern New Jersey, along with all the other schools there. And, and I still call it the Big North United, but anyway, it's the, the super conference now in the, the, the United Red. Uh, one of the things that, that you're going to see, and I, I talked to the guys that came out here last year uh, when Augie Hoffman came out here, is you know you guys are used to, to still playing that rough-and-tumble, you know, smash-mouth football, a little bit different out here. Uh, they run a hurry-up offense. So what are you talking to your defense about uh, this week? Week to get ready for what is really going to be, you know, uh, uh, 40 ma- 48 minutes in your face? Um, well, you know, the one thing is we're a little bit of an outlier in our league as far as, you know, we probably throw it a little more than most teams and we probably play a little more spread than most teams. We try to consider ourselves to be like a real hybrid. Mm-hmm. So our guys are used to seeing a lot of that uh, in practice. Um, you know, what we've really struggled with uh, so far this year is when teams have run at us, you know, so the thing is they have the ability to do that. That's what makes them so impressive. It's, 
you know, obviously they have great talent and the quarterback's phenomenal. But, you know, their, their line play is really good. Uh, their tight ends are fantastic. So, you know, you know, I guess they, they create some conflict for us that is interesting. And, you know, obviously handling the speed and the tempo is difficult. But, you know, also their, their size and their physicality, if they want to do, they want to pack it and run the football, they, they did a pretty good job of that against uh, Bishop Corman. Let's talk about some of the kids uh, for BC this year. I know you're only two games in, but who are some of the kids that, that, that have stepped up for you that you're looking for for big things, uh, not only in this game, but through the rest of the year and hopefully to a, a championship run there in Jersey? Well, on the offensive side, you know, we have a lot of dynamic offensive players. Our quarterback's a great player, Johnny Langan. Uh, he's headed to Boston College. He's played very well for us all summer and, you know, through the first two games. Um, Dylan Classy, a senior wide receiver, has really stepped up, and uh, he's going to Princeton. He, he's another kid. He, he's a really reliable player. Um, you know, he may end up becoming a two-way player for us a little bit. Uh, you know, he just a, he, he catches everything, great route runner. We have two fantastic running backs in uh, Josh McKenzie and Ramir Johnson. And, you know, we've, we've played them both. They're doing a great job. Uh, I think they're possibly the two best running backs in New Jersey. Uh, so, you know, we have a, a lot going for us there. We got a couple really good tight ends in Tyler Devera and Aeneas DeCosmo. And we've had a, a guy, uh, Isaiah Givens, really step up for us at wide receiver. You know, he's a really talented kid that was, was injured a lot his junior year. He's got some size, about 6'4", 210. You know, so getting him and then Michael Feaster is one of our captains. So we have a lot of talented offensive skill players. Uh, Garrett Cody caught a pass for us last week. He's going to be another really key player. Our O-line play is really going to be the key for us on offense. You know, uh, we, we, we played really well in the first game. We struggled a little bit in the second game. You know, we have to get that righted. Uh, but we have talent as the biggest offensive line we've had in my eight years here. We have a sophomore, Brian Felter, that, that's really going to be a great player. Uh, on defense, Javante Jean-Baptiste is, is uh, clearly our best player. He, he does an excellent job. Uh, he's like a defensive end outside linebacker for us. And uh, Aeneas DeCosmo is the bookend to him. He, he's a junior. He's a two-year starter for us and, and a both-way play, uh, two-way player. He's, he's a really, really good player. Um, you know, we need to shore up uh, some things inside of the defensive tackle. We're small at linebacker, but we're fast and athletic. You know, McKenzie plays Will linebacker and, and – um, Anthony Corbin's a two-year starter as a junior at the Mike linebacker. So they're talented players. Uh, Cade McDermott and Jordan uh, Moran, the secondary, they're probably our two key guys there as a safety and a corner. So you know, those are a lot of our guys. I mean, you know, we got some talented young guys. We have a lot of, uh, you know, we don't have a ton of seniors playing for us. We got a lot of juniors and, you know, a few sophomores playing for us. We have, you know, we think we have a chance to, to really continue to grow and get better as the season gets on, especially on defense. Nunzio Campanelli on the line with us tonight, Burian Catholic's head coach. Number 34 in the High School Football America Top 100, taking on the consensus number one in the land. Modern day out here in Southern California, Saturday night should be a, a dandy. Um, you, you kind of alluded to this at the beginning about the coaching staff, and uh, one of the big uh, pieces of news in the offseason, not only in Jersey but around the country, is Greg Toll uh, joining your staff there, the legendary coach. And you don't throw around legendary <laughs> too, too easily. I mean, this guy has done it at, at every level in different schools and all that. Tell us a little bit about how he's blended in here. I mean, it's got to be interesting for you uh, having him on the staff and now kind of working beneath you now. I guess this is the best way to put it. Yeah, you know, uh, one, it's been awesome. You know, uh, he's had great energy. He's been really excited. I think he's been excited to get back to coaching and being around kids. Uh, he's doing a great job. You know, he's working with our with our D-line and our special teams, but really he's working with everybody. He's working with the coaches and, 
you know, he just he has great insight. Uh, you know, it always comes back to being about fundamentals and executing, and, and I think he provides uh, obviously more than just experience and knowledge. You know, it, when he says something, it, it holds a lot of weight, and that that's very important. You know, I think that he's helping us become a better football team, and, you know, as far as, you know, the pecking order and things like that, you know, when I worked with him, I always felt like one of the greatest lessons I learned from him is, you know, it's about the team. Uh, as coaches, we're all here to try and help our kids, give them the best chance to win. It's not about us. And, uh, you know, we're very much on the same page. And I think so I think it makes it really easy for us to work together. Talking with Nunzio Campanelli, Bergen Catholic, traveling across the country to take on the top team in the land. Modern day coming up. Uh, they're getting ready to leave uh, tomorrow. And, and as we wrap things up here, a couple of quick questions for you. As I look at the United Red Division right now, I see all of you guys with one and one records. And you've, you've played a tough, tough schedule and all that. Um, I, I don't know what to call it, a meat grinder or whatever. I mean, every time you're on the show here, we talk about it. But it sure seems like 2017 is going to be a special year. And and, and, and truly, there will not be a breather. Can, have you handicapped it at all, uh, you know, two weeks in so far? Uh, you know, our our, our, our safeties coach, uh, Guy Bertola, says to our kids every week, you know, the, the line in every game is three and a half either way. You know, like every game is going to come down to the last minute of the game. So it's so hard to handicap it between injuries and, you know, I, I, we all know each other so well. We coach against each other so often. You know, we're not going to trick each other into anything. You know, uh, when you play games like, like this, you know, we don't, we don't know modern day. They don't know us. I mean, you know, we could pull something out of the hat that, you know, they haven't seen in five years. And how would they know? You know, when I play St. Joe's, that's not happening. When we play St. Peter's, that's not happening. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I, I think that, you know, it's really going to be, you know, who kind of weathers the storm of bringing it every week. I think that's so rare for high school teams to have to play at that high of a level every week. And I think we've all already learned that lesson a little bit, you know, this year, you know, everybody's writing about all these teams and telling us how good we are. And the truth is you got to go out and play the games. And, you know, I I look at an opportunity like this weekend, that's just an opportunity to help prepare us for what we have down the road. We're going to play a bunch of other great teams. And this is a great opportunity for us to learn about ourselves, to go out and get better and, you know, um, hopefully go out and, you know, steal a win. Yeah, uh, as we wrap things up here, talking Bergen Catholic football on the radio show tonight, uh, Nunzio Campanelli on with us. Um, any boxes that uh, you need to check uh, come Saturday night that, that will we'll let you know, you know, in the fourth quarter that, that you got a shot at this one? Um, I think we have to, you know, we we got to be able to establish the ability to run the football. Uh, we got to be able to sustain drives um, and, you know, we need to get off the field at times, you know, for us to be in this game, you know, we've got to make it a four quarter thing and, you know, to have a shot at the end, uh, you know, and the way I see it is, you know, we have to be able to limit the number of possessions they have and we got to take advantage of the things we do. So, you know, I mean, they have so many weapons, you know, uh, you know, we would probably need a little bit of luck, but when you play really hard and you prepare well, you know, you tend to have better luck. So, um, I think that's a big part of it is just, you know, our guys have to play really hard. They got to do the little things to give ourselves a chance. And if, you know, if we can make it a game in the fourth quarter, I think we got a pretty good shot. 
Yeah, well, last year it was uh, fun. Everybody out here in Southern California knows I'm a transplant. Uh, enjoyed watching what the St. Joe's did out here last year to the California teams, and I'll, I'll openly root a little bit. The one thing I did do a little uh, survey out here: you will be the only Nunzio in the Los Angeles area. Uh, so that that truly <laughs> that truly is Jersey football out here in Southern California. That's for sure. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you, Coach, on on Saturday night. Good luck, safe travels, and we'll uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Thanks for joining us on the show. Uh- Thanks, Bob, yeah. Taking a break, coming back with more. This is High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com.
If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's game film breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2017, High School Football America teaming up with USA Today High School Sports to give you great national sports coverage, plus coverage specifically from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Well, you've been asking for it. Well, I don't know if anybody's really been asking for this, but everybody loves the blog called The Turnaround, written by Jason Strunk, head coach at Lubbock High School in West Texas. He's been writing it since 2012, and uh, for some reason, I don't know what it is, he's, uh, he's writing better than ever. Uh, that's what everybody's saying. He's getting lots of, uh, lots of compliments on Twitter, and we always love having him on the show here to talk about uh, what's going on there with the Westerners. And, uh, you know, he, he, he never holds back, and uh, he's actually uh, right now taking time out of his workout schedule to do, do the interview we can talk about his uh, philosophy on workouts as a coach and uh actually uh, because uh, through the miracle of tape he's actually playing his game right now game number three uh, westerners on the field right now but it is taped and uh, strunky's on the line right now to talk about uh, 2017 welcome to the show coach Thanks, Fish, and I'm here, and i, I got to credit all my writing skills to my guru, uh, <laughs> Jeff Fisher. You know him. So that, yep. that, that's where all the credit goes. There you go, and the, and the check is definitely in the mail on that one. And I, you know what? Why don't we start <laughs> with that? You've been you've been writing a lot about this, and and I know over the last couple of years you've been transforming yourself, and uh, you know doing doing tougher workouts, and you, you you've gotten bigger, you've yeah. you've reduced weight and all that. But why don't we start there? Because you write about it a lot in the blog. What's your philosophy on what working out does for you, not only as an individual, but but as a statement for your team? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a great boost for your for yourself mentally and physically. Uh, this job it, it's very demanding. It's a physical job. I'm not saying we're blue collar workers working in a steel mill all day long, but we're always on the go and it's tough. And you pick up a lot of bad habits. You know, stress eating, eating burgers and stuff at 2 a.m. and you know weight weight adds up and then you feel awful the next morning. But you just keep going and it's a cycle you create and you just end up making yourself worse. You know, physically. Uh, a few years ago against Coronado, I, uh, you know, had some kind of an episode. I don't know if I was near a stroke or what, and that really uh, woke me up as to I need to take better care of myself physically. And once I started doing that, I started feeling stronger mentally throughout the whole year. I wasn't tired anymore. I wake up and I'm ready to go. And, and you know what we do here, Fish? We, we talk about nutrition, um, you know, and being fit and, and preaching hydration and doing all those things we do nutritionally. I can't come in here drinking sodas and eating cheeseburgers if I'm telling my kids not to do it. You know, mm-hmm. so I, uh, I've taken it seriously. Like you said, I've added uh, probably 30 pounds of muscle, but I've lost about six inches around my waist. 
and I just come in and it's my release. Uh, keeps me mentally healthy. You need that. I think coaches need to find an hour a day just for themselves to keep them going because without your mental health, you're nothing. You're, you're no good for your team. You're no good for your family. And that's where it all branched from. So I feel really good physically and mentally right now, and I don't think I'm ever going to leave this lifestyle. And you're off to a one-and-one one start there in Lubbock, a, a big overtime win in, in game one. And let's let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, it's named the turnaround for a reason. Uh, and for those that haven't heard the story, uh, it, it, one time in, uh, in over 40 years, uh, the Westerners have made it to the playoffs there in West Texas. And uh, and Jason's been uh, able to, to not only, you know, make a big inroad here, but he's also coached in Florida where he turned around Plant City, uh, coached in Pennsylvania. That's where we met. We're, we're from the same neck of the woods, the Lehigh Valley. Valley's coached at Purdue and Muhlenberg College, which is Division Three, a great program there. But let, let's talk a little bit about this season. You, you're very upbeat. We've talked offline about it, but um, it, it looks like some of the things you've been preaching over the last six years are starting to really take hold and, and, and truly getting to that, that true term of, of turnaround. So what are you seeing out of the team this year? Yeah, this team just absolutely gets it in every, uh, <clears throat> every aspect of what we've been preaching. You know, that whole FIO mantra, figure it out. Uh, these, these guys have done that. They figured out how to practice uh, daily with energy and effort. Uh, they know how to come into the locker room and, and be a team. They know uh, on the field it's not about finger pointing. It's about, you know, making up for that last play that was bad and, and having a good play the next play. They just get it in every sense of the word. Their, their attitude is where it needs to be. Uh, it's, just, it's the most fun I've had with a group since I've been here. Uh, for whatever reason, it's just clicking with this group and I think you could see that carry over in the Seminole game where we're down the whole game. We come back in the fourth quarter, and then we went on the, our first play of offense in overtime. I don't know if that would have happened here before. Mm. Just that it's a combination of these guys believing in each other, creating a, a, a team atmosphere or an atmosphere of team, uh, no finger pointing, and they're just great guys that love playing together. Talking with Jason Strunk tonight, uh, the Turnaround blog author, uh, which coaches love around the nation. It's not a Texas thing. I mean, uh, uh, Strunky writes about it. Whatever's on his mind, quite honestly. And and one of the things that you wrote about earlier this year, and I think you told me earlier this week this has happened, as far as them taking control, the team taking control of the team. Uh, you said there was one practice right. you wrote where you said, uh, you know, you, you the team was was less happy than you were with the practice. And and I think you said there was a team meeting this week too that they said, hey, hey. Coach, uh, you may, yeah. mind stepping out a second? Tell me a little bit about that attitude and how you approach that as a coach when, when a team does something like that, which is highly unusual, I would think. Yeah, yeah very unusual. A few weeks ago, we had a practice, and uh, I had them all up, and I said, hey, it was, it was good work today. I'm happy where we're going, you know, whatever I said. And uh, they looked at me and said, Coach, no, we, we can do better than that. Today wasn't a good practice. You know, we're not pleased with what we've done ourselves. And I just kind of stood there for a minute looking at them like, wow. You know, I'm thinking, I'm like, in 22 years, I've never heard a team say this. You know, they, they, they were ticked off. They thought they could have had a better practice. And that's very, very rare. Uh, if you've been around high school football and coaching, you know, as long as I have, I, I, I've never heard it. It's, it's rare. Uh, so that gives you an idea of their mindset right there. And then uh, last Friday, we went down to Andrews. Uh, we lost 59-28 with four turnovers. I think they scored in all four turnovers. You wiped those out at 31-28. We battled the whole game. We fought, and, you know, we stayed in it. Uh, and they weren't pleased. I mean, they, they wanted to win. They felt they went down there and laid an egg. That's a quote from them. Uh, so this week when we got in here on Monday, they said, Coach, we need you to leave the locker room. We're going to have a team meeting. <laughs> I said, all right, <laughs> hey, go get it. And, you know, it, it, it's yours, your show. Do it. So I, I think a good team 
you know, obviously you need a good head coach or good leadership, but a team runs itself once it's going the right way. They know what to do and they know when to do it. Uh, they can ask me to leave, and that's a good sign because they, they can get things right on their own. Uh, that's when you know you have a truly a, a true team. Uh, they just they, they get it, and it, it's fun to see. Uh, I didn't mind out of the locker room. I know that. That was uh, pretty cool to see. <laughs> yeah, I bet you it was. Jason Strunk on the line, head coach at Lubbock High School. Been writing the turnaround at High School Football America since uh, 2012. Great insight, not only into the program, but into the uh, profession of coaching. I'm going to ask you about that in just a second. But, yeah, you know, this show, we, we, we try to promote the kids. And, and I know that you've got some good leaders there, and I'd like to get them in by name. And But, but maybe the way to kind of preface all this and get their names in is you, you had some fun. Because again, you're you're in the blog. You 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 try to tell coaches what you do to make it funny. You had some some fun this year with uh, the way you uh, released your captains. So why don't you talk about that and then get right. the kids in by name who who are the leaders on this team? Yeah, you know, one day we came into the, the locker room and um, I'm, I'm not sure what was going on. I, I, something about attention to details. You know, I'm real meticulous or particular about how the, the locker room needs to look and didn't look that way. And I went into a tirade about attention to detail and. That led me to naming a captain on the spur, Christian Jimenez. I said, you know, Jimenez, you're a captain right now. You get this handled. And that's why I named Captain One. Uh, I knew he was going to be a captain at some point, but right then and there I knew it was the right time to name a captain. You know, we went out and we practiced, brought them all up, and it just it, it occurred to me at the end of practice, like, you know, we need another captain, and here's what I'm going to do. So I called Jimenez up, and I said, Christian, uh, we need another captain right now. You name the next captain. <laughs> One, that shows I trust Christian and his judgment. Two, it shows the team, I trust the process of what we're doing. And without hesitation, Christian said, Andrew Dotre, your next captain. And Dotre was on my list to be a captain. So we're all on the same page, and that's how we picked the first two captains. Uh, later on in camp, I, I went and had a cake made. Uh, a friend of mine made a cake, a huge cake for the entire team. And on that cake were, were the names of the rest of the captains, and I surprised them with it. So they came in, opened it up, I had them stand up one by one they saw the name on the cake and knew that's how we selected them as a captain so it was fun celebrated breaking camp that way with a cake named the rest of the captains uh you know and those captains are, are christian jimenez andrew dotre kwame wilborn uh christian coleman zeke uh huerta true moore uh and Mila mayfield it, it, it's a great group of seven guys that truly earned that honor and they've, they've led us every step of the way here so far and that's why we're one and one lubbock High was one and oh for the first time since 2000 wow. and only the second time since 1975 <laughs> and that's because of those seven guys we picked ah uh. That's wonderful. Yeah, think about that for a minute. Yeah, I did. Well, like I said, just the playoff, <laughs> uh, just the things that you've gone through to turn it around there. And uh, again, folks, um, you know, he won't say that. Well, you will say this, but I'll say it for you. And you can kind of react to it. But, you know, the turnaround is, is more than, you know, a 10-0 and 0 season. Uh, it's about a lot of things you've done there. Um, I, I think if I have the numbers right, you came in. I think you had one football on the program, 45 players. And I don't know what yep. your numbers are right now, but you, you've done some significant things there. And, and, and maybe that's you know a good way to to kind of uh, go into the end of the interview which is you know the turnaround is is meant to be something specific where would you say the turnaround is at Lubbock High right now uh you know we, we we've done everything off the field you know like you said we built the program from 65 players to over 200 uh there's interest in football here we started the nutrition program. We're, we're good in the classroom, which Lubbock High has always been, but we never have a varsity player ineligible. 
Um, so academics are there. We just spent close to $150,000 revamping our weight room, all new equipment. Uh, it, it's all here. Like everything we need for success for Lubbock High off the field is set up. The part we're at now is, is getting over that hump on the field. And that's making up for lack of size, you know, which, I mean, I'm just honest. I mean, that's what it is. We're small. Um, we need to find ways to battle and play games differently than other teams. So right now the turnaround is at the point where it's uh, everything's in place off the field. It's time to start getting over the hump on the field. And that's eliminating, you know, penalties, turnovers, and things like that. And week one, we did that. Week two, we didn't. And, and that's why we're one and one We could be 2-0. and oh. So right now we're at the point where it's time to get the wins and get over hump. Everything else is in place. And I got to tell you, it's been fun getting to this point. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're running around trying to win on the field and get things set up off the field, it's crazy. Right now we have a, a system set up. The process is here. And now it's just about football and getting over the hump on the field. Speaking of fun, uh, you, you wrote about this in the blog uh, on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Um, your, your son is now officially in the varsity program. Um, you, you, you had a you uh, yep. kind of painted a little scenario earlier this year that I'm not going to steal your words. I'm going to let you tell it, but it, it was kind of a uh, you know a, a coach meets dad type of moment on the field there, watching your son Mac uh, during a practice. Uh, tell tell you know those out there because there's a lot of a lot of coaches out there that coach their kids in high school football uh, let's let's right. hear about your experience uh, you know, he, he's a sophomore he, he's playing varsity for us uh and it's funny he's been with me every step of the way every friday night on the sidelines since i don't know how long he's been our ball boy there's pictures in our office here of a guy uh little Pam jackson catching a touchdown pass in 2012 and in the background there's little mac holding the football running down the sideline uh yeah that's how far he's come went from ball boy to uh, being a backup corner for us and being all of our special teams right now as a sophomore. So it's been fun coaching them. And, you know, people know me, know I, I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm a, a Northampton concrete kid. And I brought out uh, one of my former players in there, Devin Klein. And he's coaching with us. And I, I started coaching Devin in, I think, I think it's the year 2000 or 2001. I coached Devin for five years uh, in, in Northampton. Uh, he grew up a, a block up the street from us in Northampton. So, tight connection with him. I brought him out here to coach with us and I was on the field in fall camp and I look over and I see Devin Klein coaching my son. And it just struck me for a minute. You're like, wow, you know, here's a guy I coach that's now coaching my son. He had his arm around him and uh, it was, it was a weird, neat, fun experience. I don't want to get all mushy and stuff, but I got, I got a little uh, <laughs> emotional on the field and walked away. Um, Cause it was just something neat to see, you know, a kid I coach giving back and now coaching my son. Uh, it was a moment I never really thought of. I didn't understand the levity of it. So I had to walk away and compose myself. It was pretty cool. And that, that's the great thing about this sport uh, and the coaching world, building relationships that last a long time and, and, and watching one of my former players coach my own son. It was really neat. And now Mac, uh, he's going and he gets chewed out just like everyone else, maybe even a little bit harder. And that's how it's going to be. And he understands that he's a coach's kid. He's doing well with it. Jason Strunk on the line, uh, head coach at Lubbock High School, writes the turnaround blog, something that uh, coaches love. We've got two more questions for you. Um, one of the topics, and we, you haven't really gone into it that much. I think you, you touched on it in randomness, but I think it was the uh, the statesman there in Austin uh, was talking about coaches' salaries. And, you know, I've seen this happen in Alabama every year. Somebody comes up with a coach's making, you know, they do the list. Uh, the highest paid coach is at 134 right. and all that. And uh, they were, I think they were talking, was it Hank yeah. Carter, I believe? At Lake, 
Lake Travis was was talked about and what he makes. And, you know, at the end of the day, and I'm going to say this and I want you to build on it, you know, for all of you fans out there that listen to this and want to, I'm just going to say it, bitch, moan, and complain about your local high school football coach, um, don't. They they put in double a forty hour week, uh, so I'll use that as the springboard for you where you can go on that. But I know you have some specific thoughts on on what you do, what you earn, and what your 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 fellows uh, fellow coaches in the profession do for not only the X's and O's and the W's and the L's, but what they do as a second father in a lot of cases. Right, yeah. and every year that article comes out. I mean, they just rewrite it. You know, and I don't know why. I don't know what the point is. The first week of the season, it always comes out. And what set me off this year about it was someone from there, whoever released that article, one of his followers on Twitter also worked at the newspaper released it, wrote uh, something to the effect, I guess I should have gotten in And my response to that is, no, you shouldn't, because you stated that because of the salaries. I never once got into coaching because of a salary or because of money. I got into coaching because my mother died. I lost my way. And it was a high school coach that put his arm around me and got me in the coaching profession and basically saved my life. So whoever that guy was that wrote that is clueless about what we do. This is about relationships. I got in this for the love of the game and, and love of helping other kids. And I've built my way up to where I am right now. And I've earned, I've earned every nickel I've ever made in this profession. And I'm proud of that. Uh, we do a lot of things. If you look at the schedule I wrote a few weeks ago or last week about my, I forget, it was a Tuesday. I was on the go for 15 hours that day and that's daily we do that daily this week i'm sick i have 102 fever i'm running around here i'm working 12 13 14 hour days I'm making sure kids have everything they need we never stop you know we, we don't have time to complain sit down you know uh count our nickels as they think you know uh like we're in this for the money and it just really drives me nuts when people say that i mean just come spend a day with us and find out what we do we, we don't have work hours eight to five you know, our, our work hours are wake up, go to work, and go to bed. That's the best way to put it. Um, there's no 8 to 5. There's no lunchtime. There's nothing. We're going to go all day long. So people that, that write that stuff are just ignorant. And they have no idea. And I invite all of them to come out and spend a day with me and find out what it's really like to do something worthwhile in, in this lifetime helping kids out. Yeah, no, amen to that. And just to add on to that, you know, and you, you've said this, you've written this a lot of times, you guys are lucky there in Texas. Texas treats high school football as a right. profession, but, you know, there are, are, are tens of thousands of coaches around the country, HCs, that are making a stipend that averages anywhere from three to four to five to six thousand um, uh, dollars. You guys are lucky, right. luckier there in the way the profession is, yeah. is handled, but there's guys around the country right. doing the same sort of thing for a whole lot less money, too. And that never gets pointed yeah. out and the only other clarification when i said right. a second father in a lot of cases too you're being the father because of, of broken homes and all that too so anyway uh right. always appreciate your thoughts on that and one one last question going away is and and maybe it's me but you know and i don't get to see all the tweets you get on that but you're getting some great response uh from my perspective from coaches around the country um now that you've been doing this for five years not that we're retiring you or giving you a going away gold watch for for writing it but you know what how's how's that making you feel and 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 what what's kind of your take on um because you didn't know what you were getting into when you called me 12 five years ago in 2012 but what's your take on that i think that's a good way to go away on this one yeah like you said i had no idea you know what i was doing when i first started writing um i always enjoyed writing but i never wrote a blog and i i think i've evolved you know the past five years and i never really understood 
um, what I was getting into. Uh, I think I understand where it's at now. Um, I mean, people are reading this blog from every corner of the U.S., and I, I think that's crazy uh, in a good way. You know, we're connecting with a lot of people across the U.S. We're, we're networking with coaches. We're giving coaches ideas. I mean, just the other night, uh, Lewis Howell, who's coaching in New Mexico, he's a Lubbock High grad. He texted me around 1030 night and said, Coach, I'm sorry for the late text, but, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you create an atmosphere in the locker room that, that's positive? You know, we're, we're struggling in this area and, and, and so forth. I mean, that was at 1030 at night. You know, a guy just reaches out to me, and that's because of the blog. And I, I think that's really cool that I'm, I'm networking and connecting with all these coaches. And on the flip side, I'm, I'm learning information from them. I'll write something, and then they'll contact me and say, hey, Coach, that was a great idea. Here's what I do. I was like, hey, that's a good idea. I never thought about that. So I'm getting info from other people, too, to, to install or instill in my program, which is really a, a neat benefit of it all. So staying connected with these coaches across the U.S., um, it's fun. And I say it, and maybe it's becoming a cliche now, but, not, you, know, you know, I don't like cliches. But I, I think we work in the, uh, the best profession uh, in the United States coaching. We're always looking to help each other out. We help kids. Um, we're, we're lifetime learners. I think that's what it's all about. So I'm, I'm pumped to be a coach, and I'm glad I'm writing. And I'm very thankful you asked me to write this blog. And, you know, I, I look forward to continuing this until hopefully I retire. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, you continue to FIO it. I, by the way, we keep selling. Trish says the same thing. You, you need to copyright that trade market or something. FIO uh, needs to be yeah. something that uh, is across the nation. Well, uh, Jason, appreciate your, your friendship. Appreciate you writing the blog, everything you do. Uh, coaches around the country are always writing me, you know, especially if you go a couple of days without writing one. You know, where is he? What's he doing? <laughs> uh, he, he's coaching. <laughs> this week I've been sick. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write one today uh, before the game at some point to kind of get a good little mental escape. Well, have a good, uh, like I said, this is, this is airing right now while you're playing, so uh, good luck tonight. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, You'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com.
Field turf rubber pellets be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2017, High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports teaming up to give you great national high school football coverage, plus coverage specifically from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Well, as I promised at the top of the show tonight, we're going to uh, not only uh, focus on the big game out here, we're uh, Bergen Catholic from Jersey coming out to take on the top team in the high school football America Top 100 modern day, but we're also getting our, our two bloggers on the, the show tonight. Uh, you just heard from Jason Strunk, Strunky, writing the turnaround, and uh, he kind of inspired uh, the, the next guest on the show, uh, Scott Villiers. He is the, uh, the head coach at uh, Onyate, and I hope I got that right. If not, Coach will fix it up for me, but uh, he's in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, oh, thank you, and then he's the first 
first-year coach there writing a, a new era as he takes over as his first time as a head coach. Uh, and he's in New Mexico. He's uh, been in uh, El Paso for a long time. And he's written some great stuff, giving you some great insight about what it's like to be a first-year head coach. Uh, and uh, he's on the line right now. I, I already passed the first test. Oh, Oña- <laughs> and, and, and you and you, and you said when you were interviewing, you told me this before I rolled the tape here, that you actually did a little, uh, a little history lesson uh, before you did your interview there. So uh, tell me about Oñate. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Well, first of all, thank you for you know having me on the show, and it's a true honor. And I love you guys' website. Um, yeah, I, when I interviewed back in May, <clears throat> I knew about the Las Cruces New Mexico vibe. Uh, it was real similar to Midland and Odessa, where I was last year. Even though I'm a lifelong El Pasoan, uh, but real football rich town. But I didn't know a lot about Oñate High School, so I actually Googled the name and Googled their history and realized it was named after a very controversial conquistador. <laughs> but I, I wanted all that information kind of going into my interview. Thankfully, they didn't ask me about it, but I did have it on hand. I had it in the holster just in case. But uh, it's a great community. We're a school of about 1,600 students, and um, we're kind of a North Las Cruces. Uh, the school's been open for about 30 years, and they haven't had a whole lot of success. They were a 3A school back in 2002 and won a state title, but since then it's kind of been hit and miss. And uh, when I inherited a team that lost 35 seniors, we're starting 18 new kids. So, you know, it kind of goes back to what the name of my blog is. It's a new era. Everything's brand new and fresh, our offense, our defense, and I'm having a great time. Yeah. I really am. And, and great, great kids, great community. And you've been around the sport for a while uh, as an assistant coach and all that. Tell us about the, the, the matriculation, if you will. Um, you know, what are some of the things that you're learning about yourself as you go from that guy that's you know, running just whether it's you know, the, the, the offensive line, the, the, the defensive backs or whatever, to running the whole program? What are some of the things you've learned yourself over the last uh, month and a half or so? You know what, Jeff? I, guys, you know, guys out of respect in the past, my mentors always told me, you're never truly ready for the job. And I kind of, I understood what they meant, but I was thinking, well, football's football. But no, they're right. Um, going from an assistant to offensive coordinator is a big jump in responsibility, but it's, it's a huge, huge leap from offensive coordinator to head coach. Um, there's just every little thing falls at your lap. Every parent question, every parent complaint, every player question, you know, uh, teachers, everything. So I'm learning how to just, I'm learning how to balance my time more. Where we practice in the mornings, we're off the field by like 9.15. Um, then I segment about an hour to talk to kids, segment another hour to talk to teachers, talk to admin. So I'm learning to manage my time much better. And I'll be honest, my head was spinning the first month, month and a half, but it's starting to slow down for me little by little. So I'm starting to settle in. <laughs> Talking New Mexico football tonight on High School Football America. His blog is called The New Era. Onyate, and if I keep getting it wrong or getting it right, uh, give me a, a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Uh, my, my Spanish from Pennsylvania. <laughs> You're getting I, better and better, Jeff. Uh, oh, You're good. Better and better. That, that's good. So <laughs> so let's, let's you know, talk about, um, you know, uh, the blog first, and then we'll get into some of the kids by name and all that. I, I, I jokingly said at the top that, that strong he kind of inspired you a little bit, but uh, what got you all uh, worked up to, to reach out to me and decide that you wanted to uh, to, to write about? Uh, in, in addition to all the other stuff you're getting ready to do this year, <laughs> yeah, it was a few years ago that uh, I saw Strunk's blog, and uh, I, I knew who he was and I knew where he coached, and I always had a lot of respect for him and, and where he's been and his resume. And so I have followed your site for a while, and I have followed Strunk's blog, and I always liked it. So it was kind of like the social media thing. I always hated Twitter and Facebook. Always. My wife's on Facebook, and I always give her a hard time. But I told her, if I ever become a head coach, I'll get a Twitter. 
you know, so I got one May the 11th and I'm addicted to that thing. I love it. I promote the heck out of that program. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, I'm ashamed of it, but I love it. It's been four months. Well, because of that, I started thinking about the blog and I would go to your site quite a bit. So I thought, you know, I'm a, I'm a former English major. I love to write. Uh, it's kind of therapeutic at times. It promotes our program. It promotes our school. So I thought, well, I'm going to reach out to Jeff Fisher and introduce myself and just see if I can contribute from time to time. And, uh, and you know, thankfully you said yes, and I started running with it. And like every Sunday night or Monday night, I, my wife and boys go to bed by 10, 1030. I sit down, I write my stuff, and, and it's great. Like I said, it's therapeutic. And as I was kind of saying earlier, you know, again, I have a lot of respect for Jason Strunk, and he did inspire me. You know, and I appreciate the blog being right next to his, because like I said, he's Cheers in Seinfeld, and I'm the new show right behind him that gets a lot of <laughs> gets a lot of reads because of how popular his blog is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, and, and, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I told you before, it's such a great analogy, and I'm glad you brought it back in there. But let's talk a little <laughs> bit about this this team and get some of these kids in here. As you said, you're a young program right now, lost, lost, uh, lost lots to graduation. But, um, you know, with with a new era comes new players and new thoughts and all that. So tell us some of the kids that you're, you're liking what they're doing so far on the field for you well i want to start with our seniors i mean we only have like 14 on the team and they're great kids only seven really play a lot and contribute uh and i'm going to name some of those right now uh, our quarterback aaron sanchez uh our center which is my son justin valise uh monroe young who's our only d1 kid he has about seven offers uh eric ortega plays a lot of tight end for us and ivan bettis is on the offensive line as well over on the defensive side uh, Monroe Young goes both ways. My son Justin goes both ways, plays defensive end. And another safety named um, Sam Rivetta and Jared Rico play safety and a little bit of receiver for us. So, again, we only have six or seven seniors contributing. We're an extremely, extremely young team. So, I mean, we're taking our lumps right now, but like I tell every interviewer after the games on Fridays or Saturdays, you know, we're going to arrive at one point. We're not pushing the panic button because we're 0-3. We just keep working every day, and when we arrive, it's going to be great. It's going to be spectacular. Uh, some of our juniors that have really, really stood out for us are, again, my other son, my younger one, Brandon Valise, plays uh, receiver and corner. Uh, Jaden Diaz plays receiver and corner for us. Uh, a linebacker named Aras Ronquillo. And then our two inside linebackers, one's a freshman, unbelievably enough, and one's a sophomore, Carlos Marshall and Tappan Gray. So, like I said, we're, we're very youthful. At times, we're very clueless, but... They play hard, and they're great kids. That's all I can ask for. And we're getting better every week. I know it sounds cliche. You hear coaches say it all the time, but it's true. We are getting better every week. Oh, uh, we've been doing this show since 2011. There's been a lot of coach speak on here. Scott Valise is on the line, head coach at Oñate in uh, high school in, in New Mexico, as he said, just a little outside there of, of Las Cruces. And uh, let's uh-huh. – you, uh, Jason Strunk just talked about this, too, on the show. His son is now a sophomore and starting to play for him. He's a backup corner and special teams kid. And um, mm-hmm. I, I – I'm not going to ask you the same question, but I'm, I'm going to get to what he talked about, which is when you're a, a, a coach's son, in this case, coach's sons, because you have two boys playing with you, uh, mm-hmm. how much harder are you on them and how do you balance that? And then when you get home, how do you, how do you take off the coach's hat or don't you? <laughs> you know what? Um, and my blog last week touched on that. Uh, fatherhood and coaching, I believe I named it. It's easier for me, Jeff, I think, because I left coaching in 2000. As I put in my initial blog, I was a bit burned out. I was a bit tired, and my wife was pregnant with Justin at the time. So when I left coaching, um, I went into real estate in the mortgage business. And then in 03, I started coaching youth baseball for my boys. One was three, and Brandon was two, wasn't ready to play yet. So by 2004, I'm coaching both of them. 
And that little youth program that I started turned into a 10-team select travel squad. So the reason I bring that up is because I've been coaching these guys since they were three, four years old. So we have a good rapport with that. It's not like they just got here mm-hmm. and they're used to me for the first time. Um, when I'm on the field, I'm a coach. I'm the head coach, you know, or coordinator in the past. And when at home, I'm dad. But it is kind of hard to take the hat off because we get home and I'll remind them about play number four during team where they missed the block. I'll remind them about play number 15 where he dropped the ball. So it's hard to separate it. But my boys are just real tough, hard-nosed kids that, you know, they understand that they're coaches' sons and they're under a microscope. And I hate to admit it, but, yes, I am much, much harder on them because, you know, my dad didn't coach in the high schools, but he did coach me in Little League. My older brother is uh, from, you know, an El Paso legend who retired last year, Chuck Valise, and he coached me in Little League. So I kind of know what it's like being the coach's brother or the coach's kid. So I try to pass that to my boys, but, yeah, I'm – not proud of it, but I am harder on them than everybody else. I try to balance it as much as I can, but they know who their dad is, and we got, we got a great relationship. They, we really do. And I know you. What I'm most proud of are those guys, like Justin, my oldest one. This is his fourth high school in four years. Uh, my job is taking me to four different places. Wow. Brandon, my younger one, it's his third and three, and he'll be able to be here again next year, of course. But not once did they complain. Not once did they say dad i don't want to leave my friends i don't want to leave el paso not once they have followed me blindly and they have excelled everywhere they've been uh academically and athletically and i couldn't be more proud of them it's it's a foot you know football is a family in so many ways and and yours just happens sure, to be right in the family and that's a wonderful thing uh, a, yeah. new, a new era yes, is sir. the name of the blog that scott police is writing for us on high school football america check it out if you haven't done so so far uh one of the things that i wanted to talk to you about next is is um, putting together a staff, and um, you know, it's 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 not easy, no matter how many years experience you have as a HC. But in your case, this is a first year. Tell me a little bit about uh, what that was like for you. Uh, how many guys you retained? How you ended up finding guys? How did you put your staff together? To be honest, that was one of the hardest parts of the transition. See, in, in New Mexico, they pay a little bit less, well, actually a lot less than Texas. And I, my first day on the job here was June the twelfth. So when I got the job in early May, you know, I was working the phones. I got lucky where my offensive coordinator, Jerry Recorder, is my best friend. We've been together for years. We weren't together last year when I was at Midland Lee. He was at El Paso Pebble Hills. But I offered him the OC spot, so he came over with me. That was probably my biggest acquisition because he's my right-hand man. Then I got a guy from a former head coach from Lamarck in Texas who retired, moved to New Mexico, but wanted to keep coaching, Daryl Jordan. So I was able to add him. Uh, another guy, Eddie Pedregon, is my defensive coordinator. He just left teaching last year and owns his own business. See, in New Mexico, which I think it's everywhere except Texas, you don't have to be a teacher to be a coach. Right. And that was odd for me because I've had my whole career in Texas. All of us are teachers. So here in New Mexico, I mean, you don't have to be a teacher. So that helped me get guys in a little easier. But it's tough because sometimes – you know, their business or their job kind of gets in the way of certain things. So it's been a tough transition. Um, but I have 10 guys on the staff, me and nine others, and we are going into season shorthanded. Every other uh, program in New Mexico, I'm sorry, in Las Cruces, has at least 13, 14 guys. Got it. But, again, I got here in June, so didn't have enough time to fill it. But, I mean, yes, we're shorthanded, but the guys are doing a great job. Uh, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Some of them do double duty. And when this season's over, I'm going to add a few guys so we can be fully staffed. But, yeah, that's been a tough transition. It really has. But we've gotten through it. 
yeah, Scott Valise on the line. A New Era is the name of the blog he writes So Nyate High School in New Mexico. And uh, you know, what about the transition between Texas and New Mexico? I mean, uh, I've been around the country. I've been in a lot of different places, kind of like you. You know, when you're in broadcasting, you move different places. What's, been, it, what's it been like for you, the transition from Texas, where that's a real different profession, the way the coaching profession goes, versus uh, other states around the country? What's been like, what has it been like for you? I think the biggest thing is with the kids. Like when I was in Midland League, I mean, it's life and death to those kids over there. And they're, those kids over there aren't any more special than anybody else, but they just work so hard because, like, for them, it's a rite of passage. Dad and uncle and grandpa and all them played for the Lee Rebels, you know, so to them it's an honor. Um, I think the biggest hurdle here is a lot of these kids, they're great kids and they work hard, but football is an extracurricular activity to them sometimes. It's not a way of life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's, the, that's the biggest thing. And I, I don't mean that in a negative manner. I don't mean to knock kids. It's just it's a different upbringing. It's just a different vibe. You know, but that, I think that's the biggest difference. Uh, rule changes are, are really different. I'm still struggling with them. Uh, like in Texas, you can cut whenever you want offensively. Cut downfield on a block. In New Mexico, you can't. Um, little things like you kick a field goal from the 40-yard line, so it's a 57-yarder. If you miss it and it goes into the end zone, the opponent gets the ball at their own 20 not at the 40. So anytime we get to the 35 yard line, I'm kicking a field goal. I don't punt anymore. There's no need for it. If my kid missed it, it's going through the end zone anyways. You're getting it at the 20, you know, so rule changes, uh, how things work. Our Las Cruces school district here is just, it's a bit odd. It's a bit different than I've been used to in the past, but it's an adjustment. I mean, I knew even though we are 30, 40 minutes from Texas, sometimes it's like a world away, you know, sometimes things are very, very similar. Sometimes it's like, being on Mars or Saturn, you know, but again, we're adjusting. <laughs> no, Scott Valise is on the line. Uh, you got to check out his blog. He's doing a lot of great stuff with it and will continue throughout the year. And let's, uh, let's wrap up with some of the goals. Like you said, you're not where you want to be at 0-3, but there's a lot of things that you're liking about it. What are some of the things you want to see, you know, checked off uh, by the time uh, you get to the end of the season? Uh, number one is I, I need the kids buying into to our, our new culture, and they're doing that. And I put that on my blog as well. It's a culture of, of discipline and respect and love and family. And most of all, accountability. Just saying, my bad coach, that's my fault, goes a long way in this program. You know, uh, Coaches, players, everything. So buying into our culture is first and foremost. Uh, number two is, you know, again, it's coach speak, but it's, it's getting better week after week. And I see us doing that. You know, the first two weeks, we had some moments. We had a lot of yards. We couldn't get the end zone. Then last week, we exploded for 600 yards, 35 points. So we're making strides. Defense a little bit behind right now, but we're getting there. So that's what we need to see. And things don't get easier. You know, in two days, we play the number one ranked defending state champion, real Rancho High Rams. And, <laughs> and I wouldn't have it any other way, you know. I wouldn't have it any other way. And my goal, Jeff, really, people think I'm crazy when I say this, but my goal is to be 7-3. and three. And if we don't get it done against Rio Rancho Saturday, well, then my goal is to be 6-4. and four. And the kids know that. I don't want to come in here with low expectations. I have high ones, and that's going to remain. So and that's the key, just getting better, kids buying into the culture, you know, and, little, and the wins will come. I tell these guys, you know, again, it's the Nick Saban deal, trust the process that everybody uses now. But it's true. I tell these guys, don't worry about winning Saturday. Win Tuesday, win Wednesday, win Thursday, and then Saturday will take care of itself, or Friday will take care of itself. 
And I think they're understanding that. I really do. And we appreciate you taking the time to, uh, it's great. Uh, as I said uh, at the beginning, when you called me up, I said, well, here's the deal. There have been a lot of coaches that have tried to follow in Strunky's footsteps. And all I yeah. ask is that you at least write once a week. And you, don't, you wouldn't believe how many coaches fail. And not because I'm, I'm picking on them, but you guys have a lot of time that you're, you, not only are you a, a, a dad and a father and a, and a husband and all that, but you got all the, this other family you have. So I just you know, congratulate yeah. you on the blog and what you do and taking the time. And uh, I know the, the readers around the country are appreciating it too uh, because everybody in this profession loves to you know, uh, beg, borrow, and steal sometimes. And, and that's, that's a compliment. Sure. It's not a bad thing. So thanks for taking yeah. the time to write the blog. And we look forward to watching the progress throughout the year. Well, Jeff, thanks for having me on. And I've said before, you guys, your website's fantastic. Thanks for the opportunity to write the blog every week. I'm having a great fun with it. And kind of like you said, you know, I've always believed in the old motto, good coaches borrow, great coaches steal, you know? <laughs> so I, I love writing it. You know, I, if it can help anybody week to week, I appreciate that because I look for that help week to week. You know, I yeah. try to get better as a coach every single day. And again, I can't thank you guys enough for this opportunity. Uh, we appreciate it. Like I said, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you down the road. Good luck uh, against the uh, defending state champs uh, coming up uh, this week. We'll talk yes, to you sir. soon. Take care. <laughs> All right. Thanking Scott Valise for uh, doing a great job with the blog, A New Era. Check it out at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com along with Strunky's blog, The Turnaround. Uh, all for you right there in the coach's corner when you go to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Speaking of everything there for you, make sure you bookmark High School Football America's scores page. We have a top 100 scoreboard, and we have them, the scores broken out state by state for you, plus D.C., so 50 states plus D.C., all there at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Download the ScoreStream app before you go out and have some fun at the game, uploading videos and letting everybody know how your favorite team is doing at the game that you're at this weekend. Game's underway uh, on the East Coast and into the uh, into the Central Time Zone right now, so uh, check out all the Thursday night scores, Friday night scores, and Saturday night scores at High School Football america.com and don't forget sunday we get out the uh, first before anyone the new national rankings the new top 100 will come out uh, sunday so check us out throughout the weekend at highschoolfootballamerica.com I want to thank uh, nunzio campanelli he's out here with bergen catholic right now getting ready for the showdown number 34 versus number one modern day modern day the consensus number one in the media poll everybody has the monarchs number one should be a good one at mission viejo we'll have highlights for you uh, saturday night at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Also thanking Jason Strunk, writer of the blog, The Turnaround at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, and Scott Valise of uh, Oñate High School in New Mexico. He writes uh, a new era. He's a new blogger this year, so you make sure you check him out at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com right there in the coach's corner. Make sure while uh, we're away and off the air that you're uh, keeping up with everything by following us on our social media outlets. Uh, starting with Twitter. The handle is at Jeff Fisher Media. And then we also have our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash High School Football America, and on Instagram at High School Football America. That's our handle there. That's going to do it for tonight's show. Look forward to talking to you again next week. But for now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America. <laughs>